It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the only Baltimore podcast that had a host throughout the first pitch at an indie League baseball game. This week, we'll get to your form and your location, RDT, at some point. We're back for another week of Exit 52. As I said, it's RDT, it's Banks, it's myself, Taylor Smythe. And guys, another week of Baltimore sports talk. We start with what I believe is the greatest streak in sports. Maybe the greatest streak in the history of sports. 19 consecutive preseason wins for the Baltimore football Ravens. One win away from the NFL record. Banks, you watched the game. I'm sure there were takeaways but I mean, it, I, this is going to go, you know, Baltimore will have the two greatest streaks in sports, potentially the Ravens preseason winning streak and Cal Ripken's games play streak. I think that's, you know, could go down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They, it was another game where it was kind of a rock fight a little bit, but we we're just better at throwing rocks than these other football teams. Uh, Tyler Huntley looked decent. He looked respectable. He looked like somebody who can serve as a guy that you plug in for a game or two and kind of hold the fort together and, make a few plays here and there and give your defense a chance to win the game for you. So um, they ran the football really well. Some of these guys down the depth chart look awesome. And it, it, there are a lot of people that think that we run the football well because Lamar Jackson is there and they're so afraid of him that all these lanes open. And there's some truth to that, but at the same time, our offensive line, they look shaky at times, but there was a period there, especially in the second half down in Carolina where those guys are getting downhill on guys and then, Tyson Williams looks awesome. I mean, I think he's earned himself a spot on the football team, but um, he looks like the kind of running back that could play for another team and be there, be like a James Robinson type, like just show up and just eat up yards and be like a rookie of the year candidate type of guy. I know that's crazy talk to just watch a preseason game, but he looks like an absolute stud. Um, and we saw the Gus bus in there a little bit in the first quarter. By the way, his chain, did you guys see the chain I tweeted oh, out? Oh, we saw that. Oh, it's a I, phenomenal chain. I mean, that's an real, all-time chain. Real quick, why was everyone freaking out about Wink's chain? That was just a normal chain. He wears like, that all the time. Yeah, like, like who is it? Like, yeah, that's Bleacher Reporter or whatever, like, tweeted it out. It was like, the chain got the drip. The boys is, is unparalleled, though. I mean, they're absolutely all going in on the chain. Um, and for, for Gus to bring out the bus, beep, beep, I mean, it's tremendous. It's, it's, it's one of the best blings, best, like perfect, like matches for a nickname, whatever it might be. It's just so fucking good. Um, so he, he played a, like, I think he had four carries ran for like 30 some yards. He was awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, they just kind of bled out the, the Panthers and next thing you know, they're, they're winning, winning by three scores and the streak rolls on. It's just John Harbaugh preseason football. They just work harder. They, they, they want it more. I don't know. Like they just, they just have the depth. John, John Harbaugh is a competitive dude. And they went out there and Oh, Jake Verity, by the way, another field goal. Um, he's a pick coming down the pipeline. So. Yeah. The, I guess the only negative to be taken away was the LJ Ford season ending injury, which is first of all, tough for him because he's been a great story as a guy that's emerged as a really key contributor. The Ravens are now down to, I think four inside linebackers or something like that. Um, So they might have to figure out some depth pieces there. And obviously that, that leaves them a little more thin at that position. Um, But as you said, I mean, you know, I I think it just continues to be impressive and a statement for the organization. We'll get to an organization that's doing a lot of losing here at some point, but the Ravens just continue to go out and, and, and win these games. I, I was reading, I can't remember the exact tweet, 
but the the amount of variance that goes into winning preseason games these are games that you're not necessarily trying to win you're just sort of going through a script and getting a look at different players and building out your depth and doing all these different things for them to have won 19 consecutive games like that is I would love to know what the odds are. I don't know if you could like build the odds based on, you know, what goes on in the preseason, but what just an insane streak um, for them to go through with just guys like, you know, Lamar's not even playing the first series. They're just throwing Tyler Huntley out there. Tyler Huntley is just out there like playing a college game, just playing all four quarters, <laughs> going out there and trying to win. So um, props to John Harbaugh, props to the culture, props to the culture. Yeah, the culture. Um, another person that needs to be pointed out is Josh Oliver. Um, he did fumble. Uh, it was close to the red zone at one point, but he looks like somebody who with Nick Boyle still kind of slowly working his way back with a knee injury. He looks like somebody that can go out there and play in this offense, run some seam routes, run these underneath routes, be an effective player. And that's what I'd heard all through OTAs is that they really like this Josh Oliver guy that they got for peanuts from, from Jacksonville and that he was like a good threat to not just make the team, but be a factor. And, and everything I'm seeing with the way he moves, there was a, there was an in route, like a kind of a slant, that moved the sticks, a good, good kind of 10 yard throw by Tyler, Tyler Huntley. I think it was on a third down where the throw was kind of well-placed, nice and low away from the defender. And Oliver just slid down. It looked extremely natural catching the football, kind of like, kind of like Mark Andrews to be honest. He looked really athletic and he's, he's doing all the little things like Nick Boyle kind of does in terms of blocking, obviously not to the same level, but um, yeah, I mean, they've got their bullies out there. We saw Ben Mason out there, you know, bullying some guys, uh, we found out that Patrick Ricard had, he had labrum surgery in the off season. Um, so he played all last season with a torn labrum, which is insane. I mean, he stepped up in a big way, took on a much larger role when Nick Boyle got hurt. So for him to do that, and then he, he had the surgery done and, and he looks lean. He apparently he's, he's dropped some weight. Cause I think he's seen that he has a, a larger role to play in this offense. Now that um, really since Hayden Hurst was traded, there's kind of a more of a role for him to play the offensive side of the ball a little more and, and his mobility is a big strength in that. So um, the boys, the offense is like coming into form. We just haven't seen Lamar out there yet. And obviously the wide receivers are still working their way back with the health wise, but um, things are trending in the right direction. Yeah. The LJ four thing stinks, but again, um, good things coming and, and the streak just won't die. 2015 last time, last time they lost. <laughs> Oliver is a former third round pick. And, and I think the, the value there was nice of the Ravens sort of taking a flyer on him. I think this is, as you, you know, said, you, 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 you've watched Mark Andrews in this, we've watched Hayden Hurst in this offense, Nick Boyle. This is a, an offense that I think is friendly, you know, for a tight end that can go out there and, and has quality hands and get into good spots. Lamar Jackson has proven that he is going to go to those guys. Um, Oliver also the 69th overall pick in the uh, 2019 NFL draft. It's very, very nice. Uh, but 6'5", 249 is the listed size. He's a huge target um, and just gives another security blanket if he can, you know, continue to, to, to carve out a role for Lamar Jackson. And, and as you see sort of the, you know, inconsistency, as you said, at receiver, you know, maybe, you know, the tight ends are a big factor early because that, you know, a guy like Oliver's healthy can go out there um, and kind of carve out a little bit of a role. He's got, so a, he's got those oily hips. Oh, yeah. Oh, just – I'm saying it now. He's got them oily hips. The oily hips. That is just an early oily <laughs> hips call. <laughs> they are starting to cut this roster down uh, a little bit. 
Um, I, I think, as you said, I think a guy like Oliver is going to make this team. Um, James Prochet, the, the James Prochet practice hype train just continues to, to fire out of the station every single day. I think the media might be in love with him. I mean, he, he, no one, it's like, he's on the jugs machines. He just made another great catch. He's the only healthy wide receiver available. Um, that could push a guy like Miles Boykin out who's been hurt. We shall see. Um, it'll be interesting, you know, to see what happens with this offensive line shift. They got rid of Andre Smith, who by all accounts, we had just struggled the entire preseason. Now it comes down to some diff- different guys um, like Tristan Cologne and Ben Powers um, Patrick McCarry, some of these guys that are a little bit more in the bubble or a little bubblicious in the offensive line. Um, I just had tight end is one. You have Tomlinson there. You have Oliver there. Um, like Deshaun Wade make the team at corner. He's been a guy that's seemingly been up and down. Uh, so going to be, going to be very interesting, uh, to see what they do. Um, Everyone gets excited about Ben Mason. He's not like a guarantee to make this team at all. No. Um, after everyone was like, oh, this is Patrick Card Light, he, he may just not even make the roster. Um, but, you know, there's some certainly some decisions to be made. And as you said, a guy like Williams, him playing like that, you know, if he's maybe competing for a spot directly with a guy like Justice Hill, you don't know. Maybe they feel like, you know, Williams has got a little bit more to him. And I think Justice Hill has never gotten the opportunity to have a big role um, but he's, you know, this would be his year and, and he's been hurt. So, uh, the, the, the cuts are going to be coming and hopefully we see a little bit more in this third preseason game. Um, one of the interesting nuggets I read, I can't remember who wrote this or put this on Twitter. So I'm, I'm apologies for not giving the credit is the organization been very impressed by Justin Houston's leadership so far. That's been very nice to hear, um, for hopefully a guy that contributes, but never bad to have a couple more leaders on board. Uh, let's get to, uh, I think the thing that, that is, you know, taking Baltimore by storm and it's, it's Harbor watch. I mean, at this point, RDT, you, you are, you know, two Orioles losses away, um, from cannonballing into the inner Harbor. You, you said you would, you, you, we Ooh, have the what, tape. I don't... No, we have the tape. We have we, tape. We, we have, have recordings. We have recordings. I, I said inner Harbor. We have a variety of things. We, what'd you I, say? He says, doesn't think he said inner Harbor. Inner Harbor. No, you said Inner Harbor. You said Inner Harbor. You know, you you said Harbor, and then I asked, Inner Harbor, question mark? And you said, there's many Inner Inner Harbor. If you're you're jumping into a harbor, you're Inner Harbor. That's a technicality that I won't accept. I don't know. I mean. It's not a technicality. The funny part is. Is the worst part about it is as we put you can go look the recording is public record it is yeah but you can't prove that to me really and on Twitter and then on Twitter as well um, the intern has the video the video files the intern has the video files the other thing doctor you can make things sound you know like anything Banks and I both just graciously offered to do the exact same thing with two of our 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 two most you know teams we're passionate about. Banks said 20 straight Ravens losses. He would jump in the Harbor. I said I stand 20 by straight Maryland men's basketball losses. I would jump in the Harbor. I couldn't stand more by that. I, I stand by it. If we, big lose, if we lose 20 consecutive games down in Xfinity center and then, you know, the various road games we play, <laughs> we'll go in that Harbor. So the fact that you are now trying to walk this back. Oh, well, I never I said think I'm you might be back. losing the trust. It, this feels like a walk You're back. looking for a lot of ways. I don't know. I've never, I don't I've never walked anything back less than you this. You are such a, like, a fan favorite of the people on Twitter. You're such a, a good guy. 
for you to lose the trust of the listenership like this could be, I mean, it could spell the end of the podcast, quite frankly. I, I don't really know how else to say it. I don't know about that. I did. <laughs> I, have, I have done a little insight. Um, again, I don't know what you guys are really talking about. Um, again, you can doctor anything and make it sound or look like someone. I know those voice change. I've seen Home Alone. I know what the talkbacks do. All right. Oh, okay. yeah. I know what I know what that is. Um, you know, I may have inquired with Baltimore's head uh, crime reporter Justin Fenton on penalties, fines, uh, sure, sure, illegal issues. You know, things like that. So. But, you know, I mean, have you inquired with the health department about what will happen to your body if you ascend into those or descend? No, and and that's that's what I'm uh, (laughs) very afraid of that. My my wife and my parents like in that order. (laughs) Health wise, (laughs) what's going to happen? Police, health wise, wife, grandparents or uh, parents. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But again, hopefully this isn't something that uh, that happens. I don't know what, what you guys are really even talking about. Because well, if we're talking cannibal, well, that's you're gonna need. I, I don't know where cannibal came from. Fork. I just said I, I'll go in the harbor. I think I said I don't know. They said I whoever think said, said it. Cannibal. I don't know. Oh, I, so I'm you not are a cannibal admitting, guy. You are admitting that you said it. No, no, no. I said whoever said it. Whoever, whatever doctored piece of footage there is. Who knows what they said? There's been a lot of things said. There have, there have been a lot of things said. Certainly a lot of things said about the streak. In all seriousness, um, if, if we are told that it, it could be potentially life-threatening for you to jump in that harbor, that doesn't feel you know, right for us to make you do. So maybe the Think of you guys. Thank you. That, well, we continue to be the bigger men here. I mean, we continue <laughs> to give you lifelines and, and agree to do things with you. And I don't really understand how. I mean, me and Banks have been nothing but class throughout this. We should have turned it into 20 straight Ravens. Preseason. Now, I don't know who's doing all that tweeting. That's the intern. That, that, yeah. that, we yeah. have no idea what that is. I mean, that's yeah. not up to our control. But mm-hmm. um, the pitching problems is very informational. And I think it provides a lot of value to an interesting storyline that we have in our hands. So I have enjoyed, I have enjoyed the pitch. I, Cause I, I am not necessarily, you know, you and I are busy. Thanks. We have yeah. you know, we're not necessarily checking the problems every day to, to have that, to be able to see that. Right. To check in and have really that at your nice disposal. To, Cause we want, I mean, we don't want you to jump in the Harbor. We don't, we want you to be safe. We want you to enjoy your life. So to, for us to be able to see, you know, how potentially desperate the situation is brings it brings me great pain. It really does. It really does. Um, but maybe, mm-hmm. but you agreed to do something here. So if we are told by agree crime, is a strong word. reporters, the police, you know, local health officials, that this is not something we should do. Maybe the listeners can let us know uh-huh. a, a different thing we can make you do. Eric, this. Eric just made a great point there. He said, agree is a strong word. It's, it's not the correct word here at all. He offered, it wasn't yeah, an agreement. Offered he is a... offered. Um, you're also, by the way, the king of Orioles Twitter. So you you have a responsibility here to uphold your constituents to, to you know, are you going to go back on your promise? Is, is shit Orioles fans say or whatever? Is Are they going to just cut yeah, this... you in cannonball? Oh, I, got, I, got, I got a That's... text from him yesterday that said I've been <laughs> off the grid all week. What's what's going on with the harbor? Is he just cuck you of the belt if he does just – I don't know. I mean, I, I wanted fair and square. You know, stop the steal. I took, I took it back. But uh, if the Orioles maybe, lose maybe. twenty in a, if the Orioles lose twenty in a row, I'll cannonball into the harbor. Yeah, yeah you have no proof that was me. You have no way to prove that that was me. And you know how I know it's you? It's no, 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 no. iPad, and you're the no. only person in America that's using their iPad. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Cannonball maybe again, maybe 
God forbid it's too dangerous or there's a fine or something like that, or my wife no, will like we, threaten to it, leave. If that's true, if that's true. I'm thinking we do a dunk tank. The listeners, gym. that's I I dunk tank was something I thought. I thought dunk tank just out by the heart inner harbor would be fun. Why don't we just, fill the dunk tank with inner harbor, harbor water, water yeah, and then yeah, do it as really gym. good meat in the middle? That'd be really yeah, middle yeah. branch. Put some cra- we'll throw some crabs in there. I'm sure John will drop a crab or two and you know what? I mean, we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll take suggestions, but I don't hate the idea. Hopefully, we're not. We can have some fans. <laughs> Hopefully, we're not figuring it out. But here's the situation two games against the Angels between the Orioles and 20 consecutive losses. And let me tell you what, it just could not turn out better with Dylan Bundy on the mound in Camden Yards if- tomorrow, <laughs> rocking a 6.04 ERA and a 2 and 9 record. I mean, that just could not be more storybook. And then on Wednesday, should the Orioles lose? I mean, it just cannot get much better than this. Should the Orioles lose um, and have to play the Angels? It will be Shohei Otani on the mound at Camden. Who? I don't never heard of him. I've never heard of him. The, the Orioles now don't have a probable starter. It yeah, it's, it's going to be a bullpen game. It was Jorge Lopez, which would have been absolutely incredible considering the just complete the complete disaster his season's been compared to how amazing Otani's been. Otani eight and one with a two point seven nine ERA. I don't need to tell or I don't need to tell people what Shohei Otani's done. He's been amazing. Uh, the Orioles are maybe going to throw a bullpen game like it's a no. They will. They like it's like like it's a college midweek at VCU. I mean, Hyde said that that it's going to be a bullpen game, which is like again, if Dylan Bundy had any. Any, uh, if, if he was a real man, did you ever meet Dylan Bundy? No, the okay. only, I didn't know I, if there was the a only, personal relationship there. The only connection I have with Bundy is my friends went to high school with his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend. Now his girlfriend at the time, like when he was coming up and when he got traded, they sent me a screenshot from her Facebook and it was like, thank God this fucking loser got traded. Now I don't have to see your face on all the billboards when I go into, into Baltimore. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, uh, he will be taking on the the um, Orioles superstar Spencer Watkins, um, who is two and five with a five point six three ERA in forty innings. Um, two thousand fourteen draft pick out of Horizon High School in Scottsdale, Arizona, in the thirtieth round. Signed out of the thirtieth round. That's a bold move. Good for him getting to the bigs. He uh, he was the one. He was almost a teacher before this year. Yeah. He did the whole, like, getting ready to be a teacher. It's not going to work out. And... 18 consecutive losses. I think I texted you guys Friday that this is just flat-out embarrassing. I mean, as I think we've discussed, and I think if you want to go go back and listen to our interview with Jeremy Kahn from a couple weeks ago, if you want to go like sort of deep into, like, the rebuild philosophy and, and us talking about that, this is unbelievably embarrassing, though. I mean, it, it, it's becoming a, a little bit of a national story. We, we had the Rosenthal's and the Olneys, and, you know, we kind of covered that territory, but – I mean, win a game. The thing to me <laughs> so is like, like you said, we talked with Jeremy about this two weeks ago and like the, the big, the, the national media, like jumping on, it's like, this is still going on for two weeks. And again, I don't know if it's Buster only being like, Oh, I fired these people up. Cause everyone likes to throw out a good tweet to get everyone riled up. And it's exactly what Buster only does. And he has to, you know, he has a podcast to listen to too. And you know, I'm sure all the angry Orioles fans are going to listen to what he says. I know his producer is an Orioles fan. So it gets them fired up. But, I mean, I, again, I don't know if it's low-hanging fruit or what, but it's like you can set your clock to it. It happened this morning. 
like up oh, 730. Here's the Rosenthal article with sad Trey Mancini and the, the headline of the, you know, yeah, the tough photo for yeah. Trey Mancini. That wasn't fair to Trey Mancini. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not like put Austin <laughs> wins on. on there again. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are we Come doing on. here? Trey Mancini almost won the home run derby. Like get him, get, leave him out of this. Leave him out. Yeah. Like don't put, don't put a picture of Mullins. Don't put a picture of means like put a picture of Mikhail Franco that they just DFA today. Like it's <laughs> no, I mean, it, but it, it is embarrassing. Like it's, like the game yesterday, like on Sunday, that was a game I 100% thought they were going to win. And even Saturday, like I thought they were going to win Saturday. And then it just unfold. I mean, they've found they, – they've lost every way imaginable too. Like it's just been – and again, it's, like, it's crazy because that goddamn cat on the field in New York was the last time they won. That seems like four months ago. It also – they also beat the Yankees who are now the hottest team in baseball. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, well you look at their schedule, the teams they've played – like the Yankees, again, one of the hottest teams in baseball. The Atlanta has won, I think, 13 straight road games. Road games, Like, yep. they're smoking hot right now. The, Ray, the Rays are going to go 18-1 and one against the Orioles this year. That's a, like, like we, we really fed into the, like, the Yankees own the Orioles in, what, 28-19 that was? Where they went, like, 2-17 and 17 against the Yankees. The, Ray, the, Ray, the Orioles have won one game against the Rays this year. And I think they have three left. Like that's good. That, it's one three game series in Camden Yards. It's, it's this weekend. Yeah, like they're they're. I think, like I said, I think I said it last week. The Orioles had the hardest schedule remaining out of every team in baseball, which is just like talk about kicking a team when they're down. This is just like running over the body and reversing over and over and over. I mean, and I'm getting people asking like, are you going to go to the game on Wednesday to watch? I kind of want to, but I don't. I like I don't want to. And again, I had just talked to someone about this like. It's been a long time since fans went to Camden Yards to see an opposing player. Like, I remember doing it for Bonds, and that's what people are going to do for Otani on Wednesday. Oh, like, 100%. Yeah. If Otani gets to start, like, hits a bomb, and they like if, and he's the pitcher when they lose 20 in a row, that, I mean, his, his legend is just going to grow that much more. I, I want him to hit the warehouse. I don't think he will because he doesn't go, you know, that's not really his power. Like, I feel like his power to center. Like my butt, like the shit Orioles fans say, were like, he may hit the scoreboard this weekend or like this week, not the warehouse, which would probably, which may be even more impressive. It, it it's tough because you, yeah, obviously, we obviously don't want to sit here and like, I don't, you know, it's embarrassing, but I also feel bad. I feel bad for this roster. I mean, you look at this roster. I just, I, every time we talk about the Orioles, I put this roster in front of me because it just really, and that's no disrespect to any of these guys because it is so freaking hard to get to the major leagues. It is a feat all in itself. And you, and as someone that watched former Maryland Terrapin, Kevin Smith, make it for the blue Jays this last week and watch just the ecstasy in his face when he gets his first major mm-hmm. league hit, like that, was cool. that is an amazing achievement. So to like kill these guys is just, especially with what the organization is trying to do. I mean, it's just not these guys fault that this is the roster. I mean, this is just the roster, and these guys are trying. I mean, I thought it was interesting. Um, his name is escaping me, the Braves manager. Why is his name escaping me? Snicker. Came out and was like, you know, you can't even tell. These guys are, you know, it's a credit to Hyde and the staff that they, you know, they're, they're, they're out there professional. They're competing. And you watch, they are competing. I mean, they just don't have the personnel. Mm-hmm. Like, and at a certain point, you know, I just don't know because you have a certain group of the fan base. This could, this could go, you know, in circles a little bit, but you have a certain portion of the fan base that is like very ingrained in like what a rebuild looks like. Right. And the, and the, the prospects lists and all that stuff. And they're like, okay, this is fine. 
you do have a segment of casual fans or just people locally that are, you know, the Orioles of their team because they live here or because they're from mm-hmm. here who are probably like, what are we doing? Like, why would I support? Like, it, it's going to take time for those people to come more and more time. And when you, like, you can rebuild, but when you lose 20 straight games or are the, like, it's detrimental. It really is detrimental to a franchise. I mean, as, you know, as a, someone that works for a, you know, a football program, Maryland football, where the, a, a fan base has so much scar tissue and you kind of go up and down, we've kind of gone up and down and had some successes, had some failures. And that's no secret. Like fans get this scar tissue and that takes a long time for them to like fully buy back in. The Orioles are going to have to work so hard if this keeps getting worse and worse to get that group of people to buy into any sort of success. It, it's very, it's a really fascinating situation to me. Absolutely. And I mean, we saw it with the what, 14 losing seasons before. And like you saw in 2012, like when they, when they were good and the people were coming back and you heard the stories, like I haven't been to Camden yards in 10 years and I'm back. And now I went to 30 games this year and stuff like that. And like, again, it, t- it took that special team to kind of reignite the fan flame. And again, you had a great five years. You had a really, really good five years, a really entertaining. And again, a, a five years that didn't just bring people to the park. It made them baseball fans again, being like, Correct. this is a team that yeah. I can enjoy with Adam Jones and Zach Britton and Manny Machado and Matt Wieters and JJ Hardy. And those names that just Chris kept Davis. rolling. And yeah, Chris Davis, don't <laughs> let him get hot. I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't won a game mm-hmm. since he retired. Maybe it's his fault. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, it was only what a seven game losing streak when he retired, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be tough to get some of those casual fans back. And like, I get it. Cause like now you have those two fan bases that you're talking about arguing where it's like, well, you don't understand a rebuild. And then it's like, oh, I do. And this is bad baseball. And people are just yelling at each other just to yell, where I'm like, I can't – I don't have the time or the energy to, like, do that anymore. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, it's tough. But, it, like I said, like, that's what's going to make the, I, the future hopefully that much sweeter is that, like, when you get that 2012 year all over again where you're like, oh, shit, this is fun again. The, the, like, this, make, this makes baseball fun. This makes you want to go to the ballpark again. Not to just see an opposing pitcher, not just because there's a bobblehead. But – you know, it's going to make you want to want to go to the ballpark. But um, and one last thing real quick, you talked about the roster. Like you look at the Orioles, like one through four, one through five in most of their lineups, like a Mullins, Mancini, Mountcastle, Santander. Like that's not a bad, you know, one through four at all. There's a lot of power there. Again, like you got an all-star, you got a home run derby, you know, runner up. And then you have a guy who's in the running for the rookie of the year and a guy who, I think we finished like top five in extra base hits last year, although it was an abbreviated season. But yeah, I mean, you know, I look at that one through four and I'm like, there's a lot of teams who would probably kill to have one of those guys or all four of those guys. And then it's just, I mean, the roster drop off is it's, it's rough after that. And they're trying to get some new blood in there with Jemai Jones and, and, you know, they, they BFA'd Franco and they, and they pull, they're pulling up another guy tomorrow. And I mean, it's, it's rough, but you know, (laughs) They've got they've got to win a game at some point because again after the Angels come in the Rays and then after that I don't I forget who it is but it's like I mean they, they've been swept far, five straight series you would think mathematically it would just go in their favor once just once in the last three and a half weeks it's L A Tampa Toronto New York Kansas City Toronto New York Boston Philly Texas Boston Toronto down here I mean again that's that's a murderer's row of teams like that's a that's a that's a damn tough schedule. And then, and then, like, Jesus Christ, it doesn't help that they're, like, 
Hey, by the way, the Oilers have lost 18 straight games. Oh, and next year, they're going to be in Williamsburg for the Little League Classic. <laughs> Every fucking person with their joke. Like, oh, aren't they already in the Little League Classic? Like, number one, very original. That joke was made two years ago when it was originally announced. Like that, but it was just like perfect timing. You wait for them to lose their 18th straight game, and then you announce it right then and there. Like it's, which by the way, that should be an awesome game. I definitely want to go to that game. That would be fun. Yeah, I I think that would be an awesome game. We should all go. We should go. Do it. Let's do it. That's a podcast. Yeah, I would. The last thing I would say that we can we can move here is the one thing like they can't that would just stink for them because of this is like. I, I, if I'm the Oros, I'd rather people be getting really mad and screaming because, like, combating apathy is way harder than being able to reutilize passion. Like, the people that get upset, they want to come back and be happy again. They're the yeah. people that want to go back in the stadium and lose their minds and feel that elation because they're so mm-hmm. passionate about it. When you lose those people and they become more apathetic or people just stop watching, I, I, that's, that's, the, that's the thing that can, like, really hurt you. Uh, yeah, and no, just, I agree. The top of that line are pretty good. It's just you look at this pitching staff and – I mean, yeah, and again, like me, like Means pitched awesome. I thought yesterday, like he had the one bad inning. It was the fourth inning, I think, and then he bounced back, and he was like, I, and then he was solid. But they just, again, I mean, it was double play after double play. They couldn't get it done. And even like his quote, where he's like, "I thought today was the day," and it's like, yeah, the that's quotes right. Like that was a really sad quote. Again, it's it's like it's not like I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, it's like that's a that's a rough looking quote from Means. I know what he was saying, but it was just like, ugh, like. I mean, again, I I, I appreciate the, I appreciate the candor. Like, yeah, he's like you, anybody would be. It's like, I thought we we woke up and we thought this was going to be it. I thought I was, and that's him saying, God, I thought I was going to be able to get us to the finish line. Which is exactly what you want out of your, your one. Year one. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's just like, it felt like yesterday when they lost that game, people were like, all right, now it's going to go to 25 or 20 because of the rest of the guys pitching. Like it was like, it was almost like a play in a playoff game where you're like, we have to win this first game with our ace going. Cause if we don't, we're going to fall down. 2 And then it's like, just because of who they had behind him. So I don't know. Let's hope, uh, you know, Spencer Watkins day tomorrow. <laughs> happy, happy Spencer Watkins day. <laughs> to those who observe. That observe. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. That this is now the angels who I've just trashed for wasting Mike Trout for, this entire time we've had this podcast, I wish Trout was playing. That would have been just incredible. No, fu- that's what my bu- my buddy's an Angels fan. I was like, I, I hope Trout comes back. I was like, no, wait, like a just wait, like a. Week. No, I hope he does come oh, back. Week. If he comes back, the Orioles will win. That's a guarantee. <laughs> if he comes back and plays, the Orioles will win one of these games. Well, done. If he do- if he does <laughs> come back, I know his belly will be full of uh, Jimmy's crab cakes, crabs, because he got a huge delivery of that today. There you go. There you go. Oh, the Orioles! Please win. You just want to. You just want for that. That's just got to be a brutal thing to go through. Just top-down organization. Hope they get a win. Feel, feel for everybody there. Um, let's get to our interview this week. Uh, we got a big golf tournament coming, and uh, Banksy Golf. I mean, could not be more elated right now. We'll get to that a little bit later. Um, he's going to be locked in this weekend. Are you making any plans to get to Caves Valley, RDT? I don't think so. Mm. It wasn't in my plans, but. When are you going to see something like this? I mean, it's uh, the very best of the best top 70 golfers in the world coming out to play a world-class golf course that, you know, is kind of difficult to get onto. So not that that means a ton to you and all that, but um, yeah, I'm fired up as hell. BMW championship this weekend, Caves Valley. We had the head golf professional 
at Caves, Matt Fuller on to talk about the course, sort of talk about, you know, how Caves Valley is kind of representing Baltimore golf a little bit this weekend, the return of, of this level of a PGA Tour event. Pretty rare. I mean, you, you if you expanded this to the greater DMV area, you've had things at Congressional and, and, and stuff like that. But in terms of the Baltimore metro area, you know, this is this is a very rarity in the last, you know, 60 years. And uh, as Banks said, an incredibly good field. So really great of Matt to take some time for us. And let's get to that interview right now. Something magic happens. We're back here on the Exit 52 podcast with the head golf professional at Caves Valley Golf Club, Matt Fuller. And right before we jumped on here, Matt, you said you got a little event this weekend. That's an understatement. BMW Championship. Just give us an idea of what that means for you guys at Caves to, to bring this type of event to the Baltimore area um, and have some of the best players in the world here for a FedEx Cup playoff event. You know, Taylor and Brian, thanks for having me on. I mean, we're just so elated, so excited as a staff, as a club, you know, not only great for us, but for the entire state of Maryland, for the Baltimore community. And we're just, we're ready to get going. We've had uh, some players out today. You know, obviously there was a Monday finish up at Liberty National for the Northern Trust. All of those players will be coming down uh, tonight and into tomorrow morning, but uh, we're, we're extremely excited and we're expecting about 25,000 fans a day. So we're ready to put our uh, game face on and, and show, uh, you know, the world, what we have, what we have. Sure. I think uh, there's a lot of people in this area that are familiar with Caves Valley, or at least the fact that it exists, but they don't necessarily have, I don't know, a feel for what the layout looks like or, or what, what type of course it might be. So, what, you know, how long is this course going to play this week? What's the par? Um, what type of player might it favor? Um, tell us a little bit about the course and, and how it's going to play this tournament week. Yeah, Brian, we're in our 31st year. It's a design, uh, par 72. And we've done an incredible amount uh, of improvements to the course over the last couple of years, really led by uh, uh, tournament uh, chairman Buddy Marucci, Chairman Steve Fader and our, our, our superintendent Kyle Steidel. And, uh, you know, we've done, I would say, we've done about uh, eight new championship tee boxes. So we've taken the course from about 7,000 yards uh, to 7,550. Mm. That's what it's going to play out. And we have, you know, like I said before, par 72. So there's going to be 16 par fives you know, four par fives per day. So the pros are going to be playing 16 par fives uh, throughout the week, but we have, we have 962 acres. So it's a beautiful piece of property um, and, and fans and, and listeners of yours that have never been to caves are really in for a treat. Um, you know, it's the, the, the players front nine is where there's going to be certainly some scoring opportunities. You know, the opening hole is uh, 365 downhill next hole par five. Uh, certainly there's going to be some Eagles and birdies on that hole, then a downhill par three and then another par five and then a drivable par four. So the players, uh, you know, the, the, certainly, certainly the winner is going to, you know, need to get off to a good start. And then the course gets a little bit harder from uh, uh, hole seven onwards. And we flipped a nine, your listeners should know we've really, fl we flipped the nines. So the way our members and, and guests play every day, has been flipped for the championship, which really sets up better for crowd control. And then all of our hospitality structures are spread out on the players' back nine, uh, starting on the uh, 13th hole. 
What has it been like in terms of you guys prepping for this event? Obviously, you know, Caves has hosted championships before in its history. It has a rich history. But a PGA Tour event like this, is, as you talked about with hospitality and everything, is an absolute beast. How, you know, how hard has it been for you guys, but also fun uh, to kind of prep for this event over, you know, the past few years? Yeah, absolutely. We've been talking about hosting an event of this caliber for the last five years. And when it was announced, uh, you know, February of 2020, right before COVID, uh, that's when we really, uh, you know, went to work. And the, the, the first part of the puzzle was really putting a lot of work into the golf course. Um, we already have, uh, we already have the dramatic views and, you know, it's already a championship style golf course, but we needed a new irrigation system. All of our bunkers are brand new. So all of our bunkers have been kind of repositioned kind of when, within the, within the distance of 280 yards and 320 yards off the tee. So that's, that's kind of the tour average that we're looking at. So as the pros are hitting in that 300 to 320 yard range, the fairways and the bunkers really pinch inward. Uh, so they're going to have to make a decision, either take out their driver or, or lay up short of the bunkers um, and have a little bit of a longer iron or, you know, hybrid in. So the BMW championship is, is kind of a rotation event, uh, FedEx Cup playoff event that, um, you know, it's bounced around mainly in the Midwest, Chicago, a little bit, I think, in the Philadelphia area. Uh, what is the objective here for Caves Valley uh, in terms of showcasing the course for an event? Is the objective to just kind of jump into that rotation or is it to potentially become a normal uh, tour stop for, you know, every single year? Uh, we really not are look. We're not looking to become a normal tour stop. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the really the premier event in our minds to, to really host on the PGA Tour. So when we had the opportunity, when the opportunity came to us that we could host an event of this caliber, you know, it's not a full field. It's a field of 70 golfers and the 70 best golfers in the world that are competing for the FedEx title uh, down in, down in uh, you know, Georgia the following week. So for us to hold an event of this caliber, uh, I, I, would, I would think we would certainly be, um, you know, interested in, in hosting this event in the future. And, you know, to go back to your first question, you know, the Western Golf Association, they've been... Uh, tremendous partners and and they really you know they recruited the volunteers so we have 2,000 volunteers and we had another 500 on the wait list and you know we were able to get 2,000 volunteers signed up within five to six days after we sent out the uh, the emails so everybody in the Baltimore area really has stepped up you know really wants to take part and uh, you know it's been 60 years since the event you know, really has come a PJ Tour event has come to Baltimore, so everybody's kind of eager and willing to uh, to come out, help out, and and even even for anybody that's not volunteering, it's just going to be fun to just walk the grounds and be really really close to your favorite player. Sure, and you're talking to one of those volunteers right now, actually. Um, the uh, what would you say to a casual sports fan, a Baltimore sports fan that maybe isn't a golf first fan, but just kind of watches the majors and might be interested in coming to an event like this, what would you tell somebody uh, that would draw them out to the course? Like what sets this apart from maybe a different sporting event? Because it's a different environment than, than going to a stadium and being in one place and sitting in one seat. What would you give in terms of advice or, or just what would you tell a person to, to draw them out for the tournament this weekend? Well, I would say, you know, for the, for your most, most fans that, you know, most of your fans listening, uh, even if they're not golfers, just, you know, when they park 
and whether they get a parking pass close to the club or whether they are getting shuttled over from the Owens Mills Metro garage, you know, as soon as they walk onto the grounds, they're just going to be ecstatic in terms of, you know, the horticulture and the landscaping that's just gone into the property. I mean, our horticulturist, Joby, has done an incredible job and, and every square inch of the property is really covered with flowers or, or trees. And, and so that's just one part of it, but, you know, we have, you know, Phil Mickelson and we have John Rom and we have Jordan Spieth who's sponsored by Under Armour, who's, you know, really kind of going to be, a, I, I think, a hometown favorite. And so for somebody to kind of come out and watch these guys play, um, I think it's going to be really fun, even for somebody that's not a golfer. Matt, I think you're definitely the first horticulturist call-out guy here on the, on the pod. I don't think we've <laughs> ever had someone talk horticulture, but it's good to, good to hear that that place is going to be looking awesome because me and Brian can't wait to be there. You talked about some of the players, obviously, as you said, you know, a playoff event, a, pr a premier, premier field or major like field here in Baltimore. Who are you excited just to watch play this course? You know, we watch these guys play every week, obviously, as, as you know, they're the best players in the world, but they now come and play a track you see every single day. Who are you just excited to watch go out there and attack certain holes and, 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 and sort of play this golf course? I mean, there's a number of guys I could go down the list. Um, and, and if you look at the list of the top 70, there's eight or 10 guys that have been to caves before, but it's been a long time. We've had several players that have played in our 2005 men's NCAA championship. There's a couple of players, including Dustin Johnson, who played in our, in the Palmer cup that we hosted in 2007. So to really watch those, those individuals play and to play a longer course and to really see a different course than they're used to. And certainly Jordan Spieth, um, Mikkel, Phil Mickelson. I mean, he's got, you know, he's going to be grinding this week. He's got a lot on the line. He's trying to make a Ryder Cup spot. He's probably got a, I don't know the math, but he's probably has to have a, a top, you know, six or seven finish in order to make it to the tour championship. And he's never played Kays Valley. So just to see kind of how he uh, uh, hits different shots around the golf course will be fun. Now, what are the holes that you think are going to win and lose the championship? And then what holes, if you were to recommend to a fan coming in, is a great spot to just set up camp and watch some fireworks happen? So I think the, 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 the holes where, where it starts to get real tough, uh, you know, is, is starting really from, I would say, the, the 14th hole onward. Okay, so you come to the 14th hole, uh, and it's a straightaway par four, but it's you know, it's long. It's, it's going to play, I would say it's going to play about 475 yards. And then you come to the next hole, which is our number one handicap hole for the members. Next hole is a dog, dog lake, you know, right par four. The next one is a long par five, uh, which is about 265 yard carry from the pro tees just to get to the fairway. Hmm. So I think there's, there's a lot of meat on those holes. And that's where we've kind of staggered all the hospitality venues. But I think if, 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 I were, if I were a fan, what I'd like to do is, is get to the course early as the tee times are starting. I'd like to walk the front nine. You know, we have some great natural viewing areas on the, on the, on the front nine, on the, on the players' front nine. And you're not, we're not going to see a whole lot of crowds on the front nine. I think a lot of the crowds will be on the players' back nine because that's the main entrance into, into the tournament. 
So, you know, you can get really get a, a really up and close view of, of the players. You know, you can get right behind the ropes, kind of see how they tackle uh, the, the, the front nine. You know, the pole, I want to say, number five is a drivable par four. So, you know, get right as close as you can to the tee box and then watch those guys launch three woods or drivers over the trees. You know, that's certainly an option. Um, or you're going to see guys kind of lay up with an iron and then have a little wedge into the green. Matt, you, so you, you kind of, t- you kind of, t- sorry, excuse me. Uh, you kind of talked about, you know, how much the, the community has stepped up for you guys volunteer wise, you know, expecting big crowds this weekend. There's such a proud history of the golf courses around here. And, and as you said, it's been a long time since there was a, a tour event here. How do you feel like you guys sort of are representing the, the golf community? this weekend and, and sort of showcasing what great golf there is all around, you know, the Baltimore metro area. Yeah. I, I think that uh, we really are showcasing. I mean, the, the bright lights are on us this week. Um, you know, we're going to have Dan Hakes and, and, and Azinger in the NBC booth. Uh, and, and they're, you know, their, their backdrop is going to be the uh, championship 11th and, and 12th hole, which is a beautiful view of the Valley. And so I just think, you know, it's great for the community, great for the state of Maryland. You know, we're proud to represent. And I think, you know, after this week, you know, everybody around the world, they're going to be sitting at home on their TVs and they're going to say, you know, wow, Kays Valley. I've never been there, but I want to get there someday. <laughs> no question. Um, so there's, you see, you mentioned there's a lot of players that maybe didn't make the cut up at the Northern Trust or, or there's a couple that didn't even play the Northern trust, but who have you seen show up uh, if you're willing to share, or if you're able to share um, and uh, what kind of, what kind of work are they doing to see the course and, and what kind of wisdom would you impart to them as these players are coming in on very short notice with a very short window to try to learn this course very quickly. What are some of the little nuances that you might want to tell, you know, you would tell somebody in such a situation. Well, yeah. So uh, to go back to your first question, um, we have seen some players. Uh, they've been trickling in. A couple of players trickled in yesterday. Phil Mickelson w- worked on his putting for a couple of hours. Um, it, you know, he came straight down from New Jersey. And the guys that are here are certainly happy to be here rather than playing uh, in the rain <laughs> up in New Jersey. <laughs> um, you know, and they have they really have the range to themselves today. Uh, you know, Dustin Johnson was on the range, getting a lot of work done. Phil played he played at least 12 holes. He may have even finished finished his round. Uh, Kevin Kisner was out. Colin Morikawa was out on Colin. What, what a tremendous uh, year he's having. I think he was number one in the FedEx standings, but after New Jersey, he may have dropped to to five or six. Yeah. Uh, So he'll certainly uh, be in the, be on the Ryder cup. Uh, So those guys, I mean, it's just fun to be around. Um, You know, they're ecstatic, ecstatic to be at Kays Valley. Uh, And to go to your second, question you know i've been just talking to the guys about you know kind of the 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 course how it plays um what we've done in terms of the improvements you know like really pinch the bunkers in you know some of our some of our fairways were pinched in as well um you know some of our fairways that were pinched in are 27 to 30 yards wide which is certainly narrower than uh you know they, they were a couple of years ago for our member play um but you know, also just letting them know that, you know, when they, when, when they play, um, you know, they're going to have a drivable down, uh, drivable par four downhill. And 
you know, the next hole is a par five, par three, another par five. And, you know, a lot of the guys already know this, but just telling them, you know, kind of strategizing where, you know, they can really get off to a good start the first six or seven holes, and then it gets a little bit tougher. But, you know, they, they're also talking to the guys that have played a, a few holes here and there the last couple of days, very impressed with the conditions. Um, they love the new bunker we've done. I mean, all the bunkers are very consistent, all the same depths. So just, um, uh, you know, really accolades go out to Kyle and his, and his crew and, and the tour for dialing in just a great venue for this week. Uh, Matt, we have one last question. Are you going to be the uh, the marker if we've got an uneven people uh, amount of people to make the cut? Are you getting <laughs> in one of those groups there? Did you get the honors there? I didn't get the honors, you know. So, <laughs> so I don't know. My heart may be, may be beating 165, uh, you know, beats a minute. So we will see. <laughs> Matt Fuller, head golf professional at Caves Valley. Me and Brian can't wait to be out there. I know so many golf friends are around this area. Can't wait as well going to be a really really cool experience to see the best players in the world play a local course thanks so much for coming on and good luck with everything this week i know a big week for you guys out there and we can't wait to support it this weekend yeah absolutely thanks for having me on and just to tell your listeners one more thing you know if they're if they're interested in, in purchasing any rounds tickets you have to go to the championship website bmwchampionship.com and that's where you can find a bunch of information spectator information a whole by whole guide uh, and all the tickets, just as a reminder, all the tickets are uh, digital uh, for the championship. So, you know, once you get your ticket, save it to your iPhone, save it to your Android, and then you'll need to scan it when you when you enter into the grounds. But awesome. thanks for having me. Thanks so much. The sure. master says, the master says, leaves the phone out. Cave says, bring those phones in, baby. <laughs> Matt, thanks so much. Back to you in the studio. Trump, Trump. Back on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. Thanks again to Matt Fuller, the head golf pro at Caves Valley for jumping on with us. That's going to be a really, really fun event. You could hear the excitement in his voice, you know, when your track is hosting a field of this caliber. Um, that's got to be a pretty cool experience. As he said at the, end, at the end of the interview, you know, grounds access and tickets still available. So make sure to go get that if you're intrigued. I, as you said, leading into the interview, Banks, this is, this is not just going to like happen every year now this is like a very rare thing that is coming to Baltimore now with this caliber of a field. I mean, this is the FedEx cup playoffs. And I know the FedEx cup playoffs doesn't really resonate with people outside of golf as the PGA tour would like it to, but this is a major championship kind of field, you know, a, a you're yeah. seeing everybody, you're seeing all the people that, you know, if you're a casual golf fan, they are going to be at this tournament except for Tiger Woods. Yeah. In the scheme of, of, of golf tournaments, there's probably it's probably a top 10 event in the entire calendar. You got your four majors, you get the players championship, you get the WGC events, and then you can maybe make a case for like the Memorial tournament or something like that. And one of like FedEx cup playoff events, like you said, the top 70 guys all year, they, they work and they gain all these points to try to make it to this event. And so they're in it. This will determine who gets to go to East Lake to play for the tour championship. Um, but really it's about representing Baltimore as a potential golf venue for years to come. Caves Valley is, is pretty much the premier destination for that type of thing. Um, so I'm fired up just to get out there and see the course. I haven't seen it myself. Um, been looking to get onto it at some point, you know, who knows if that's going to happen sometime down the road here, but, um, for people that are casual sports fans, we kind of pose this question to, uh, to Matt a little bit, but, from my perspective, from somebody who's gone to like the players championship, I've gone to the waste management with Taylor. Um, I've gone to a variety of different golf tournaments. 
um, PGA Championship at Baltus Raw. The, going to a golf tournament is so different from any other sport event because you can just move around and see what you want to see and track what you want to track and get really up close and personal with with players and the caddies and the interactions that they have with each other and the little nuances that you don't necessarily catch on TV. You can really get an appreciation for the way these guys like shape their shots and stuff like that. I'm kind of bummed that Bubba Watson won't be playing because he's just spectacular to watch the way he can turn a ball left to right and vice versa. Um, But yeah, like you don't really get a true appreciation for the way that some of these guys swing the golf club and, and whether you're a golf nut or you're just a casual sports fan, I think anyone who goes out there will walk away with a greater appreciation for just how good these guys are. For sure. The other two things I would say would be, as you said, there's a variety of different ways you can also watch when you go. You can sit at a hole for three hours and just see the guy, groups come through. You can go pick a guy. When we were at the Waste Management, we were just picking guys and just sort of following just guys following for a few them. holes. Um, and that, that's a really fun way to do it, too, especially when you find someone that's got a little bit less of a following. Um, you know, I went to an LPGA Tour event a few months ago down at Lins- and those their players, when you, when they're not players that have a lot of people following, they appreciate that you're following. Them. They do. Um, they really do. It's pretty cool. They notice because there's just not that many people around. Um, there will probably be more at an event like this and there's only 70 players. So it's not going to spread out as much, but um, yeah, make sure to go support that event. Yeah. Matt, Matt made a great point too, about going early when the earlier in the day you go, the less people are around and the more of those one-on-one interactions you can get. I mean, even, I went pretty early to watch Tiger down at uh, Avenel like three, four years ago. I think it was the Rocket Mortgage. I forget the, the uh, Quicken Loans is what they called it Quicken Loans, at the yeah. time. Yeah, and I mean, I got to watch Tiger Woods hit a range session from directly behind him and walk the first handful of holes with him like before. Obviously, there was a ton of people as Tiger Woods, but later in the afternoon as he's playing the back nine, like, this whole massive swarm of people were out there and, and it kind of made it where you, you could only see every other shot because you were spending the rest of the time trying to get up ahead for the next shot. But anyways, my point is you go early enough and it's not that crowded and you can really get up and close to personal with these really great golfers. And like you said, some, some of these random names that are maybe not so well known, but they're up and coming like a Sam Burns or something, somebody like that you can probably follow them and maybe only have a dozen people like kind of with you and you're kind of just following them and they're right there with you. Um, they kind of like at times will just acknowledge you that you're there, like, and they appreciate it. It's a very cool thing. So um, I, yeah, I, for, for people who, who haven't really experienced such a thing, like I highly encourage you to go out and go and check yeah, it out. For, for sure. For sure. And, and that, we're to culture too. BM, yeah, BMW champion, horticulture. I mean, phew, I cannot wait to see the flower beds out there. Um, t- looks like tickets still available, bmwchampionship.com if you want to purchase those um, to get out to Caves Valley. It did spark this week's Fed Thrill starting five draft. The sunglasses come on, the double frames. It's becoming the biggest rage in all of Maryland, all the world to go double glasses. I know everyone loves to do that. Go to fed thrill, buy some shades. Exit 52 is the promo code. You get 20% off shades. Look, you know, what'd be a great, I, I don't know if you can get them before this, but man, these shades would be tremendous. At the BMW tremendous. Go out there and watch them golf with the shades on fair out of the way. They're not sticking like they normally do over my other glasses here, but uh, you know, yeah. 
Got tremendous, go. tremendous sunnies. You get out there early, like I said, the sun will be low in the sky. You, you're going to want some of those sunglasses so you can kind of peer out and watch those golf balls fly. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great time. And uh, shout out to Devin Turk for uh, shouting out the podcast and him using the promo code. He's he's loving his sunglasses. And he's talking about getting another pair. He's talking about getting the monuments, which I highly, highly recommend. That's kind of my go-to sun, uh, sunglasses right now, the monuments. Um Taylor's rocking the, uh, I believe the porters now, but yeah, there's a lot of different options, a lot of different colorways, a lot of good stuff out there. Fed thrill, 20% off exit 52. You know, the drill, the legend Columbia Devin appreciate him tweeting that at us and using the promo code. Absolute legend of the game. Um, the starting five draft presented by fed thrill this week is sports bucket list items. We were discussing caves Valley, you know, a PGA tour event coming to Baltimore you know, sort of a, you know, not once in a lifetime, but a very, you know, once in a blue moon type of event. And so we generalize it out to, you know, pretty typical bucket list type of debate here, um, just among sports events um, and sports things that we'd like to go to, whether that be, you know, seeing a game in a certain stadium, blah, blah, blah. I have the first pick. Banks has the second pick. RDT has the wraparound pick to start. And I will start with the clearest 1-1 maybe in the history of this draft. I am taking the Olympics. I have always wanted to go to the Olympics. It is at the tippy top of my sports bucket list. If you followed this podcast during the Olympics, um, you saw how much I cared about it. I would love to go to the Olympics, preferably the summer, but either works. Cannot wait, and it will happen. Take if you could handpick where they are, like are you picking a London? Are you summer, picking Summer London. London. Okay. Summer in London. London. Hmm. I've been to London. So it's, I have, I think that the combination of that city, the fans that, okay. Besides the United States, which obviously is up there. I think the crowds be fun. I think that the pat, the, the sports, the most passionate sports fans in terms of are in great Britain. So London, England, and in Australia, I think one Sydney would be incredibly electric that place support, not that all these countries don't, but that place supports its athletes, especially in sports. The U S is good at like swimming, like in Sydney, U S first Australia being like the, the, you know, wearing being the heel over there as a fan with an American stuff on with all those passionate Aussie swimming fans would be freaking sweet. I mean, that would be, if I was picking one event to be like the heel fan in one of these countries, I think it would be that. I think it would be just be sitting there yelling at passionate drunk Aussies, you know, about how my, you know, 100 meter backstroker is better than theirs. I mean, yeah, that I, yeah, I would love it. And that the Olympics are coming there. Um, the Olympics are coming there in 20, I'm getting the years, 2022, uh, 2032. So honestly, the next three sites are really, really good for the summer. 2024 in Paris, which I would 100% go to LA in 2028. I will be there. And then 2032 back in Australia. That's, that's three really, really good. Why don't you just go? Like, why don't you make the executive decision and go next, next, uh, next round? I, I, I'm, I'm thinking very hard about it. You gonna, are you gonna go on the record and say it right now? I'm gonna go. Okay, there it is. There it is. Done. Congrats. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks. I feel like this would be very top pick for just about anybody. Taylor can already claim that he's been. I'm going to Augusta National. I'm going to the Masters. I'm going to all five days. I'm going to the par three tournament, which they haven't had in a couple of years, but I'm, there's no way I'm missing that. I'm catching the whole thing. I'm catching the masters. I'm, I'm eating dollar 50, uh, pimento cheese sandwiches. I'm drinking beers. I'm doing the whole thing, whole experience, soup, the nuts, Augusta national is easy, easy pick for me. 
I, as you said, I have had the distinct pleasure and privilege of being able to go I've, to this I've national been on, I've been on the grounds. I have not it been is, to the tournament. It is as advertised. It is just a, it's just, there's a just Magnolia a lane of, drive is something I'll never forget, but there's just I a feeling see you get when you walk and you see all those holes, it is pretty special, especially if you're a golf, not like banks is that is going to be special when that happens for you. Cause it will happen. Mm-hmm. RDT you got two. Didn't even put that on my list too. Cause I figured that there was no way that it was coming yep. to me. Um, I'm in a tough spot. Give me. Boom, boom, boom. Let me do the world series game. Okay. I think world series game would be pretty neat. Um, Again, preferably uh, a team that I have a rooting interest in. But, I mean, it's like if you've been to a big – if you've been to a late October playoff game, I've been to ALCSs, a couple ALCS games, and the buzz in the ballpark is awesome. It's always nice and chilly, you know, sometimes pretty damn cold. But uh, I think that would be a pretty damn cool uh, atmosphere to go to. Again, doesn't I – I mean, I'm not picking home away, wherever. I, I just think it would be a – I think it would be a, a nice – a nice, a cool – game to go to for sure um and I, then i've been to a world series game and i can't say the buzz was all that great oh well well because you went as an away fan yeah which world um, series game did you go to i went to game three or four of the nationals astros series astros had on and everything it's Nats Park. It's just another saturday in dc for those folks like wow oh I yeah this is that. you were you did say that you were texting that. I remember during. The- yeah, it was just like, oh, this is the event to go to this Saturday, and next, you know, next weekend we'll go to the Kenny Center, and you know, <laughs> like just the museum. Just, yeah, like oh, I got to be seen at this thing. I gotta, oh yeah, you like, at the Air and Space Museum. Oh, the catch me at the museum. There was, there, no, there was a Groupon. Camden Yards would be mm-hmm. an absolute electric factory. Yeah. Ball. yeah. 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 Preferably. I mean, because again, I've been to, I mean, the 96 ALCS, I went to a game in Camden Yards and like remember the crowd, like press, the not the press box, like club level, like shaking. It's where I got our, my foul ball from uh, Daryl Strawberry. Still got that. Um, went in 2014 and watched the, the Royals just bloop them to death and Bud Norris just got like picked apart, but like hair by hair. It was very painful to watch. But um, yeah, I mean, Camden Yards would be absolutely electric, but. Um, my second one, I would love to go to an opening round day of March Madness, mm. like MCI Center, Verizon Center, whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, games start at noon and you're there till eight o'clock, like Liberty taking on like Texas A&M, some random game at 2.30. Liberty, <laughs> what you a know, small school to pick there. Something like that. I don't know. Um, again, just like that, like, and that's it. That's the almost like a, a game where you don't a day where you don't have to have a rooting interest. Cause you're just like, I'm just going to see a lot of awesome basketball and more chances than not. You're going to see a buzzer beater. You're going to see like a half court shot. You're going to see some crazy thing happen because it just always happens in March madness. So I'll go uh, opening round March madness. Do you think that the, like the seating turnover, because like fans are coming in for their teams games and then they're leaving and whatever. Do you think that takes away from the environment at all? Cause it's just not packed the entire time. It may, but like, 
you know, like the second, like the Duke fans show up, then it's like, all right, now you got to get your heckling game on. Or like, if, I don't know, like a t- again, like a Virg- team you hate, like a Virginia's fans stroll in and like their Sperry's and like Vineyard Vines and shit, you're going to be like, all right, I got to, we got to start going at them. I don't know. I, I mean, I think there's a couple factors. Like, I think it depends on some of the geogra- geographic geography in terms of who is in the site. So if you're, if you get Duke or North Carolina in Greensboro, you're going to have so many fans there that I think they're going to pick a team in one of those other games. So I think as a, like as a neutral, that would be fun. Or you're just in a really good basketball city. Like, yeah. I, I think in like a place like DC, which we just made fun of, apparently, and I wasn't there, our <laughs> national championship soccer team went and got honored at this, at the Zion sweet 16 game against Virginia tech. And apparently that was absolutely electric. Like, and I know it's Zion and it's Duke and whatever, but like, I think if you get the right concoction of teams, even if you're a neutral, the place, can, and I, the place can be electric. I also think it can be dead depending on where you are. If you're in Boise for, you know, LSU, you know, Florida, Florida State Illinois or, or in the first round, I don't know how electric that's going to be, but you know, I think those I've just heard from people that have gone to days like that. Like those days can be awesome. Like just electric. So. Well, yeah. Like I just think of like, like Maryland when they played in Spokane, like I don't think people like, were like, Oh shit, here come the Terp fans. Like yeah, when they play, who then they play like the Jackrabbits out there. Who was that? Yeah. Same. And Hawaii, they played Hawaii in the second round. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, I, I think either way, I think it would be a lot of fun. Cause I've, I've never been, but. Thanks. That's a cool thing to go to. I've also never been. Really? Nope. Nope. Would have gone COVID. COVID would have, could have, I would have been mm. on my first, would have been first big yep. tournament. Had the backpack, baby. Yeah. That big close. Um, this pick is like the chalkiest of all the chalk. This is the most predictable pick. I just can't let it stay on the board any longer. It's got to be the Super Bowl. It's the king of all kings. It's the event of the year. It's a whole, I mean, in theory, the whole world's watching. I don't know if the whole world's actually watching, but. Um, it's just like America in one night. It's just every, all the eyeballs are on it. It's the pageantry. It's a whole weekend. Obviously I'm hoping in this, you know, theoretical situation, it's the Ravens playing in it. Um, destination city, Detroit, probably, probably New Orleans, to be honest, sort of did that draft a little bit with the NFL cities. Yeah. I feel like super bowl and, and, and New Orleans just kind of go hand in hand. Um, that's probably no Vegas. No Vegas? I, at this point, it could be Vegas, though. I mean, it's yeah. You want to know the top five of that draft? L.A., Vegas, Nashville, New Orleans, Dallas. If that informs any of your Super Bowl pick, okay. that was the top five of that draft. I'm kind of thinking like, aloud as I'm thinking about it. Maybe I just have like positive connotations with the Ravens having won there, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Super Bowl, no doubt. That's a good pick. I don't think, I, I think as you said, it can't stay on the board much longer. Yeah. I'll say my cousin, uh, Steelers fan, they went down to the Super Bowl, uh, the Cardinals. What was that, 08? In yeah. 09, I think 08. Super Bowl 40. And he said it was, it was miserable. Like they were, they had like good seats low, but they were just like, you can't, again, like the pageantry of the Super Bowl is awesome, but he was also like, you know, they didn't get much to eat. You know, it's not like you can drink a ton because every line is insanely long and it's super, super expensive. You're obviously not watching the commercials. He was like, the halftime show was cool. But he was like, again, Santonio San Holmes catcher was on the complete opposite side of the field. And he's like, by the time we looked up at the board, 
it's too late and they missed it and all that. And he was just like, it was, he said like, don't get him wrong. It was fun to watch his team win a Super Bowl in person. But he was like, if I had my choice, like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh, it's sick. Watching my, watching my team make an incredible yeah, cut. You know, your service. <laughs> arguably the best play in Super Bowl history, you know, hundred yard interception return. It was pretty sick, but he was like, I like, I wouldn't go again. Like, which again, makes sense. It's probably one of those things where it's like, unless you're in a box, like, I don't know how, you know, like, I, I don't think I'd, you'd want to go to every Super Bowl, but I don't know. All right. I got two here. Um, oh, this is tough. I am going to, man, I'm going to start with um, an all time Americana sports event. I'm going to take the Kentucky Derby, mm. um, which has obviously a ton of history behind it. The pat talk about pageantry. But I, what I love about the Kentucky Derby, and I, I would say I'm a casual follower, I guess a little bit of horse racing. I love that you can just, like, it's obviously the Derby capture day, but you got the whole day there. And you could theoretically do multiple days, like at Churchill Downs and go through all the races. I think that'd be a really cool event to experience. And it's just sort of a, somebody that, like, sort of appreciates the history of sports. Being at the Kentucky Derby feels like something I would really want to do. Um, and we've, we've, we've talked, Banks, we've, we've kicked that around. We've kicked Derby talk around a little bit. We sure have. Um, and then maybe this year, um, and then I, I, this is one I just got to go get, I'm taking the world darts championships. I just got to go get it. I mean, I, I, this is, <laughs> this is one where this is maybe only on my board, but this is one where you go get, this is one I've evaluated. I've got a first round grade on it. Everyone else has got a seventh round grade on it. <laughs> the world darts championships. We've talked about it on the podcast. looks like potentially the most electric thing you could ever experience. I had and a third round awesome. grade for the record. Yeah, it has to go on my team. And I can't let Banks snipe me somehow with it, so I have to take it now. I, I, I Just go watch the video. Just search World Dark Championship Crowd and watch the videos. That's it. I don't even need to do this. Banks. All right, all right. You've, you've kind of picked off multiple in a way of what I was on had on my board here. This is tough. I am right there for a lot of things. I'm just going to take like, and this is going to be very general, but I'm taking the fight of the year, whether it be boxing or UFC or whatever it is. There's usually just a fight. That is just it. That is like the fight of the year title bout. McGregor fight, Mayweather fight. I don't know. Over the last 15 years, those are kind of the two names that I feel like you, you run into that those are the names that are the big names. I want to fight in Vegas, the T-Mobile Arena, whatever it might be. I want all the pageantry. I want just just tons and tons of hype. I want the entrances. I want a full card on all those, those fights before it. Um, I just – the buzz for those entrances are just – you can feel it through the TV when you order those pay-per-views or you go somewhere and watch them. It's just something else. And I feel like just experiencing that one time would be unbelievable. So are you, is I that including to... UFC or is that just boxing or just it's both. It it's it's both. It's just the fight of the year. Okay. Uh, as someone that went to UFC 168 at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, Chris Weidman and Anderson Silva in a rematch, Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate in a rematch. The buzz for a big fight is unlike any in the arena. I've been to three UFCs besides that is unlike anything in sports. 
Like it's on, I told that to people many times. Like I remember when Chris Weidman was coming out, like with, to the Tom Petty, don't back down. You're just like, it's just a, and then Anderson Silva came out to Ain't No Sunshine by DMX that his remix of it it is you're just like you can't believe it's going down and the whole crowd is so into it um i've never been anything with mcgregor i went to the mcgregor actually the mcgregor mayweather press conference in london when that happened which was sort of like a mini part of that atmosphere you have like the nationalism involved um i didn't experience that at the oh we had some brazilian fans that were sort of in that vein um for anderson but dude that's a great pick i mean the, <laughs> I just don't think people get how crazy it's just a different atmosphere when you're watching two people go in to like separate themselves, separate the other from their conscience. It's just a different type of vibe. There's just no other vibe. Like it's, it's crazy. That's why, that's why the phrase is like, this feels like a world title fight. That's why that phrase exists in sports. This feels like a big fight. It's because there's nothing else that feels like it. Mm -hmm. So it describes everything else that feels crazy. Was that when Silva broke his leg in the, Second round, yeah. I mean, one of the wildest things I've ever seen. I, I remember that was the first, like, Lauren and I were still dating at that point, like, not married yet, obviously. And I remember being like, this guy Silva's the best of all time. He's my favorite UFC fighter ever. Like, he's an absolute monster. He's going to just eat this guy alive. And then he breaks his leg and, like, wraps it around him. And Lauren was like, what the fuck? Like, this, this guy stinks. And what was it, like, a minute into the second round? It was like a minute into the second round. The, um, the vibe in that arena afterward was crazy. There were people oh, getting, sure getting into fights out. outside of the arena. But it, like, it, that's the other thing. When you're at one of those casino, now they do them at T-Mobile Arena, so it's a little bit different. But when you're at the MGM, you're like walking back out onto the casino floor. It, the whole thing is just a totally different sports. We were talking about golf being a totally different sports experience. <laughs> Going to watch a fight at a casino, a casino arena where you just walk back in and there's like the blackjack tables are just right there. Yeah, people are T-Mobile's like, the same way. Yeah, People are like, leaving into the into the physical hotel and casino it's i will never forget it for the rest of my life it was an awesome experience good pick yeah that no that's a, that's a good one thank you and it, it's me now yes yep <laughs> you all right. too. um <laughs> i yeah too um i will go I'll, I'll go home run derby i think that's something that would be so sick to go to and again camden yards obviously the ideal spot for me um, I think just going anywhere, like I think just being there and seeing bomb after bomb after bomb hit, like if you get in the left field seat or like you're sitting in center or like anywhere in the outfield, really, I think it would be awesome. Obviously, again, Camden Yards would be sick to to have it at. I mean, the warehouse would just be getting pelted and Utah Street. Like I would love to see a Utah Street pre-COVID um, home run derby crowd. Like it would be and like if they had loaded it up with lefties. That would, I mean, that, that's it sucks because again, that's what we've been robbed of the last couple of years. Uh, some nice lefties that that are you know no longer going to be in the game, but home run derby would I think would be fantastic to go to. I've been to a home run derby. I went to the high single A California <laughs> versus Carolina League home run derby won by none other than Nick Markakis and Frederick Maryland. Hey, uh, wow. I got I had what the Nick Markakis. Uh, he won that. I think he won the All Star Game MVP that year. I, he may have. I think so, because they gave a bobblehead out, and I have it downstairs. He's Shout out Harry Grove Stadium. Wonderful place to watch baseball game. Yep. Um, my next one, I will go uh, Cooperstown Hall of Fame induction. 
Mm. This Again, feels like something that you're going to check off your list at some mm. point. I like, I legitimately in 20, like 19, I was like, Oh, that would be cool to go next year. And like, see the whole thing. I think Moose was getting in. Not that I would have gone to like see Moose I like him, but like, I, I wouldn't have made that. Like we Who have are to you go. Gonna go see. That, and that's the thing. Like, I, like I remember when, when Ripken got in, I was at McDaniel and I was taking a class on baseball and we watched like the whole, the whole, the whole day, the whole speech and everything. It really was challenging crazy. Eric McDaniel. Yeah, you want to know what our final was? Well, it was like an intro. It was like your freshman year, like intro. You could take any class you wanted yeah. to kind of like get you comfortable. And our final draft was we had an all-time baseball draft. Every person went around the, the, and we drafted baseball. <laughs> what, a, what a class. It was awesome. Mm. It was fantastic. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, like – I don't know. I mean, it would be cool. I think it would be cool, cool to go and just see the weekend. But like, obviously, if you could go back, like that 07 weekend with Cal and Tony Gwynn, like arguably one of just the best classes ever. Yeah. Um, and I've never been to Cooperstown at all. So like, I think going, especially on that weekend to see, and again, I mean, we talk about pageantry and feel like you could just like walk into the bathroom and like you're pissing next to Wade Boggs, at the urinal or someone, you know, <laughs> something like that like banks is running into earl weaver in the bookstore or whatever yeah whatever that's right us. um I, I think that would be really cool and again like i i would soak it all up and you know just walk through cooperstown and and i think that would be a, a fun it's almost like you it's not like you need more than a weekend like you need like a three or four day especially for those events so i don't know that i think that yeah uh, they're there's so many cool like baseball card shops just down oh, yeah. that that main street in Cooperstown, and there's all all these like autograph signings and and the you know events and people buzzing around. So I've been there mm-hmm. for a Hall of Fame week. I haven't been to induction itself, but there was a one point you just kind of walking around, you roll up to Double Day Field, and Ozzy Smith is doing a charity event, turning double plays because mm-hmm. he was the inductee that year. So he was doing something <laughs> where like you could pay like 500 bucks and you could turn double plays with the Aussie Smith for like <laughs> five. You got to turn like three or four double plays with him. That's and then he, he like came that. over and signed autographs and stuff after he was done, you know, turning two. So I love cool. that. Great dude. Thanks. That was both of your, both years, right? Yep. Was, okay. Home run derby, Cooper Sound. Yeah. Home run derby, Cooper Sound. Do I want to do I want to diversify my board or do I want to just keep going Get here? I I'm going to take the Rose Bowl. Mm. I I I want a college football game on here. I have like 3 of them on here that I'm very close about going just doing whatever but from what I hear just about the Rose Bowl in itself like it's just a unparalleled experience. It's just different there. You get the the Parade of Roses, obviously. Um, you get the Sunset. You obviously get two great teams. You're getting a Big Ten team and a Pac-12 team. Um, as long as that continues, I mean, I don't know <laughs> who the hell knows what kind of thing we're going to have in the future. But um, taking the Rose Bowl, I think it's just the king of all the bowls in terms of just on its face, separating all the playoffs and all that type of stuff away from it, stripping all that down. Like when it comes to just all the bowls and all the locations and all the places, like Rose Bowl is the king. Yeah, I mean, you get the you get the parade, sunset. Yeah, the fly that that flyover that may be the top flyover in all of sports. Mm, yeah, it's one of the best point. pictures too. Every Navy. Year. The Rose Bowl is one of the best pictures every year. Like uh, it's like they do it at that exact time for the way like the mm, sun start comes of the down fourth over. quarter, and you see yeah, the crowd yeah. split. Like it has to be at the same time every year. Yeah, yeah. 
The Rose Bowl is really – I mean, if you really want to delve into college football politics, the way the Rose Bowl is going to determine what goes on with the playoff is very, very fascinating. Um, but that's like – that's an absolute deep cut that we do not need to talk about on the pod. I'm going to take the uh, – a, a game with the World Cup um, here at number 12. Um, I, I would say I'm pretty firmly the biggest soccer guy on this show, and uh, the World Cup is sweet. It was between that and a few other soccer things, but I think – um, especially watching the U.S. play in a big World Cup game, which U.S. soccer trending in the right direction right now, would be a really incredible experience, um, especially in a country, you know, that has a lot of, like, a Germany or an England or probably, or, or you know, I guess, like, a country, like, like, one that's really passionate about that, about soccer. Not that all these countries aren't, but um, that really fills it up and has a lot of fun things you can do outside of it. Um, so I'm going to take a World Cup game. And then I, I have a lot of really good candidates for this last spot. Um, and I'm struggling to pick between a few of them. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to sort of go with one that's a little bit more near and dear to my childhood heart. Uh, I'm going to take the Daytona 500. I was a very big NASCAR fan growing up. I've been to two races, one in Dover, one in Charlotte. Don't follow the sport as much now, but the great American race is very hard to turn down. And I think it would be a really, really cool experience uh, to see what that's all about. So I'm taking, I'm taking the Daytona 500 and NASCAR races. I can only imagine are more fun when you're, you know, 29 or whatever, than when you're eight, when I went the first time, just a little bit easier to follow and do fun stuff with. So I'm probably the, drink more at this time around. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't actually getting sloshed. Yeah. Your just tolerance is probably a little better too. A little better. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I wasn't, I couldn't stand up to the infields, uh, you know, back in my, back in my third. I'm, I'm sure they wouldn't have, I, they probably wouldn't have cared if you drank at eight. Uh, probably not. I mean, <laughs> well, that's because I was drinking, but the, no, it's not, huh? but uh, no NASCAR races, I think would be cool as uh, and I would like to experience one as an adult. So that goes on there. That was also pretty high on my board. Um, yeah, it was, it was a potential option, but this was always going to be my fifth pick. I'm going to take the Gloucester cheese rolling championship. If you're familiar. <laughs> yeah. Are you familiar? I saw, yeah. I saw oh, this always list. makes the not top 10 on sports yeah. center and makes the number one spot every single time. Big old real cheese. Yeah, that real cheese. cheese. It is bounding down a hill and people just <laughs> absolutely getting just tumbling all the way down, trying to chase it down to the bottom of the hill. Um, I think that'd be hysterical to watch. Um, and that's all there is to it. I'm a simple man and uh, watching people, just tumble down hills chasing a little wheeled cheese. I mean, that just that does it for me. Yeah, one until of the that video- first guy snaps his leg. That's one of the <laughs> that's-, that's one of the that's one of the videos of the year every year. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, like I, said, I saw that on some of the lists I was watching. I was cracking up. Um, all right, is it me now? Uh, you got your last one here. Last one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go a college football game too. I'll go to any game at Tiger Stadium at night. Any night game at LSU, I think would be pretty sick. I mean, for, I like I've always loved LSU. Their colors, their logo, like having the fucking tiger on the campus, Mike would be awesome to see. And it's always like, like those old LSU Alabama games. The like, what was it, nine to six or nine to three in overtime okay. or whatever, and like Honey Badger returning punts and shit like that. Like we almost went down. I remember when Towson played at LSU. Oh, that's right. And by almost went down, almost went down. I mean we talked about it and then never brought it up again. Um, but I think they were winning like seven three at one point, and we were just like, oh my god, it would be so sick to be down there. But I don't know. I, I think feel like that would that 
that atmosphere would be great. Um, and it may just be, it's probably like 60%, um, just the camera work from that Joe Burrow senior night game with that camera following him out and like, oh, yeah. just showing that like angle and everything. It looks so awesome. So, uh, I'll pick that as my last one. Any, any night game at LSU tiger stadium, I think it would be a, be a good old time. Me and Ben McDonald down there, me, Ben McDonald and Kevin Gosman. Just I specifically had LSU Alabama in Baton Rouge mm. and it was that in the Rose bowl. I could have gone either way on it. And I went with I, the Rose bowl. I had Rose Bowl on mine, yeah. We, we could go down. Let's, let's go down with Jake and Marty Bass. That would be a fun one. That would be a, that. That should have been the game. Any any Alabama game with Marty Bass. With Jake Bass. Well, does Marty well, give a shit if, about Alabama? Other than I, I bet he going? does. No, I want to go with Marty. And if Jake comes, cool. I think Marty <laughs> is the. I think Marty is the the breadwinner there. Fair, fair. Jake Jake and DD, he can come along. I mean. All right, you're you're selling <laughs> selling our guy Jake short. Uh, um, that's your starting five draft presented by yep. Fed Thrill. I took the Olympics, the Kentucky Derby, the World Darts Championships, the World Cup, and the Daytona 500. Banks took a tradition unlike any other: the Masters, uh, Super Bowl. Um, the, I just put the big fight because I think that's how you define that. Like, hey, let's watch the fight. That's what people say for boxing UFC at this point. They're kind of interchangeable. The Rose Bowl and uh, the Gloucester Cheese Rolling Championship. Uh, RDT took a World Series game, uh, an opening round of March Madness, um, Home Run Derby, Cooperstown Induction, and a night game at LSU. Uh, any honorable mentions, guys? I'm surprised Army-Navy Army, Army Navy didn't get picked. I've, I've been to one, so I didn't pick it. Yeah... Yeah, it, I've delegated I, for one. I, would, I almost got hit by Trump's motorcade at the last. I would, I would go, but I'm not like actively looking to go. Yeah, like if someone said, "Hey, I'm going to RV Navy. Would you like to come with me?" I would be like, "Sure," but I'm not again like of going each year. If it was in Baltimore again, and someone's like, "Hey, yes. the Maryland was like, hey, yeah. we got t- 15 tickets." Yeah, I would 100 percent go. I guess I'm just not, I guess because we have so, especially like now in my life where it's like, I'm just thinking about other college athletics, not thinking about going to other college athletics events, but Army Navy looks amazing. I mean, it looks amazing. Like on mm-hmm. TV, it just looks incre- like an incredible situation. College game day is going to Navy Air Force, like week two of the season, which is going to be yeah. sweet in Annapolis. I'm um, very interested to see where they do that in Annapolis. If they do it at the stadium or they do it like somewhere in Annapolis, mm-hmm. that'll be very, very cool. Um, I, but yeah, I, also, I mean, that's, yeah, Army Navy would be amazing. Yeah, that was a cool one. Um, I also had Final Four. I think that would just be awesome. I had a ton of things that were like there are two or three things for a given thing. Like I had LSU Alabama and Rose Bowl. I had the world's largest cocktail party. Um, Like I had Indy 500, but I wasn't going to take that with Daytona 500 being taken, Mm -hmm. even though I've I hear Indy 500 is maybe as a better time than Daytona. I've heard that as well. Um, I had Breeders' Cup. Yeah. As opposed to Kentucky Derby, I think that's more of like a horse racing junkies kind of event. You get like every single race in the card on a given day is like a top tier grade one race. And uh, I think it's for the kind of the hardcore horse racing fans. Plus, it's not just three year olds. It's every age you can think of. So um, uh, Ryder Cup is a big miss, I think, overall. I think that's mm. one that should have gotten taken. Yeah. Um, but I had to take the cheese. So I had, I did have the Ryder Cup and almost took it over the Daytona 500. Um, I also had the Monaco Grand Prix. 
I figured you would. Um, I had, I had really, any of those well. would be sweet, but I had Monaco. I'm surprised nobody took Wimbledon. Yeah. I had, full disclosure, I've been to that. So Wimbledon was close for me. But I had the French it. Open. I had a champion, the Champions League final. I had SEC football just in general. I also had the Final Four. Um, I had a game in either the Camp Nou or um, – oh, my God. Now I'm going to – any of the hardcore soccer people, the freaking name of Real Madrid Stadium is, is, is going away from me. But any of those big stadiums. I had a game at Chelsea. My favorite club team in Europe is Chelsea. I've seen a game at Manchester United, so I've sort of been in that environment. It was freaking like 25 degrees when we went there in March when we went overseas to Maryland Soccer a couple of years ago. But um, one of those Premier League games. U.S. Open tennis, which is just so accessible, and I've just somehow never been to. Um, and the College World Series, which I always said I would do only if yeah. Maryland made it. But um, and I think Maryland will at some point make it. But I may just have to do it earlier, just because I just it just every year I get I fall more and more in love with it. And having been in Omaha for the Big Ten tournament, I can only imagine what that place is like when it's freaking popping for the College World Series. So I would like to do that as well. So um, I, I had a couple more, and I, I tried to get cute with these. Taylor University Silent Night game. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, true. Uh, that yeah. would be cool. But the again, I'm not. Game, yeah. The, the teddy bear. Or, uh, yeah. The teddy bear toss or whatever. Teddy bear um, toss. Permian High School football in Odessa. I mean, <laughs> that would be. Again, I don't really want to go to high school football games, but if I'm picking one, that. Uh, I had a Stanley Cup game, hot dog eating contest, Nathan's. Sure. Probably I had a op- lot of fun. Open championship at St. Andrews. That one, yeah. That, but I um, took the Masters, so. Wing Bowl in Philly. No, Westminster Dog Show. Uh, yeah, if it was more. If it was more rowdy, get rowdy like, with the dogs. Like I had some things that I would have gone to before, and probably aren't very high. Like the X Games, circa like 2001, <laughs> is an event I would really, really enjoyed. Like when it was in Philly. I, I, at this point, I the X Games has run its course to a certain extent from you know a mainstream popularity standpoint. Just doesn't have the heat anymore. I thought I you. Have, I thought you might take Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. I've been to WrestleMania. Okay. So otherwise, Royal Rumble would be up there, but I've been to WrestleMania. So is that the order that it should be in? Is it WrestleMania for first? me? It should be WrestleMania first and Royal Rumble. I mean, there is a the Royal Rumble is an amazing event, but you got to go to the granddaddy of them all. I mean, the, the, the greatest gotcha. spectacular in all sports entertainment is WrestleMania. I went to the one that was in New York. It's, I mean, it's incredible going on the New Jersey transit or wherever you train you take to get to the Meadowlands. And everyone was just doing wrestling chants the entire time was one of the coolest experiences of my entire life. It was like the fans are just so freaking into everything that happens. And then it's like a six hour event. And the whole thing is just wild. Uh, but Royal Rumble's way up there. A lot of wrestling things are up there. And like there, some of this can become so city-based. Like there are some like, like watching CM Punk come out in Chicago, which is what happened on Friday would be an amazing thing. Watching The Rock in Miami, watching Cena in Boston. Like some of those guys that are like really connected to some of the towns would be very, very fun. Like McGregor, like watching a McGregor fight in Ireland would be an unbelievable experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. or, or watching one of those Brazilian guys fight in Brazil. I don't know if you get out of Brazil alive if you're rooting against the Brazilian <laughs> guy because those fans are incredibly passionate. But Who is Silva Who is Silva boxing? Isn't he boxing he's somewhere? Boxing, he's boxing. Um, oh, my God. He's boxing Tito Ortiz. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> That will be – That'll be something. Yeah, it's insane. I, I hope that like this weekend. Stewart is a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, he is not a good person. Yeah, like, I, he, I hope he, I hope Silva is like old school Silva. And yeah, just and Oscar De La Hoya is, is 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 boxing Vitor Belfort. The whole the the, the boxing 
and your guys um, side employer Barstool Sports is uh, is about to be involved in this Jake Paul Tyron Woodley thing, which is a little more legit. Like Jake Paul's trying to be an actual fighter, but the explosion of like random, and I'm not a, like a purist who hates on it or anything. It's amazing. It's an incredible how that sport has like grown into just an entertainment vehicle for like TikTokers to fight YouTubers. It's 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 really an interesting evolution of a sport that a lot of people thought was dying. Like boxing is not dead. It's dead in the sense of what it once was. It is an American institution that rivals like what football is now, but it is not dead as an entertainment or a money-making vehicle at all. Not even close. And people that write that don't understand. They just, they don't get like, it's crazy. It's so simplistic. It's just like you and two, two fists. Yeah. And a face. Like it's, that's it. Well, yeah, it's, it's very, it's like, it's, it's as, it's as American as like the Homer Derby, like who can punch who first and then they fall down. Like, the funny part is it's like super American, but also like an amazing sport, like all out the world. Like boxing is like so huge in England. Like it, it, it's like, you know, the Klitschko's made it big in Eastern Europe. It's mm-hmm. really big in like the smaller rates, like the Philippines. Like you see a guy like Pacquiao. It's Got huge, knocked out this weekend. Huge in Mexico, huge in Puerto Rico. You know, like it has a very interesting like international following. So that's, a, that's a really interesting sport to just go into the ruminations of. I, did, I had that. one more that I forgot about go back in time, old school ACC tournament. Mm. Like, I think one of those would have just been going in, going in as an enemy fan, as an enemy Maryland fan. I always want to do that. That purple, that like the purple outline on the court and like that, that not teal, like not green. I don't know what really color it is, but yeah, like I just, like I could still picture being in the, in the drive-through in uh, Wendy's when Julius Hodge had like a, some great game. And I just remember like hating Julius Hodge after that, but I think that would have been, Something to go to. That would have been fun. Steve Blake didn't like him either. No. Didn't like him either. Um, speaking of college basketball, Nick Kinder Medley, Maryland Man of the Week. Banks, I'll give you the floor for your guy. Tony Finau. Tony Finau finally gets it done. Been waiting for years for this. And people might think that it's just me on the blog, like having a shtick or something. I genuinely have been betting Tony Finau on a near weekly basis for like four years and come up so close so many times. And there's just – I'm not kidding. It's a fear of missing out. The second you think you're going to stop betting him is the week that he's going to come through and win and you're going to miss out on it. And that's the worst idea of all. And this week he finally did it. And it came in a week because there was a lot of weeks where he is playing so well and he was so close so consistently that the value of a given win would have been near worthless. And for whatever reason, the sports books out there just dumped him down the board at like plus 5,600 is what I got it at. Some places had it plus 4,500, some some other places plus 6,000, but like not only did we get a big win here and he came through with a big clutch par save to force the playoff on 18 and everything, but like the value was there where this was an awesome win for everybody who who rides the picks with me on Barstool Sports after picking Kisner last week with one of my other plays and then Finau with my weekly pick this week and I even said this week, this isn't just a FOMO pick, I actually think that there's a great value here so congrats to everybody who rode with me. Congrats to Tony Finau. It feels fucking great. Thank you. Congrats to you. Congrats Thank to all the Tony, Tony stands out Thank there, you. Tony Nation. Thank you. Tony Nation. You look great. As everyone heard me give this to Xander when he won the Olympics, you just got to stick with your guys, man. I'm you not bad. You got to ride with your guys, man. got to ride with your guys, man. More to come. Yeah, I mean, he's in the, I mean, gates, baby. In the driver's seat. Who knows what happens in caves this weekend? He's playing really wait. well. He's playing really well. Um, I am going to give mine to got to go, got to go with the Terp here. October, 2021, baby. 
He's back. It's LD. Mm-hmm. Mm. Season yeah. 11. LD season 11. It was always going to come, but like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we knew. but good like, to have it on the books. I was going to say, seeing the tweets come across today was like. I, it was like the uh, Antonio Banderas, like that gif. Him like leaning his head back. He's just so happy. Yeah. Like, it, and it's like, now you're like, okay, doing the math. Like, all right, well time to start a rewatch like might yeah, as well dive back in he's and- like richard lewis is not doing so great but he had surgeries and he wasn't supposed to be in any episodes but he was able to make there. it out and be there for one episode which is great we love richard lewis um just an all-time show it's, yeah it's, it's and like i'm very excited to see because like they're going to do COVID. they're going to true it's it's gonna happen like there's gonna like i'm even hoping that they build in the obama stuff like, I'm still not convinced that that Obama stuff wasn't part of the show. Him getting uninvited from the birthday party and him, like, being so happy. <laughs> like, that's, that's true. You know, like, I just picture, like, an, an episode where Leon gets pissed because he wants to, like, bang Michelle and stuff like that. Like, that's <laughs> it. I'm hoping that they build this in. It's going to be so good. But, yeah, I, I was super pumped when I saw that today. And, again, like, I don't think it was ever in question. I think they had already announced it, but. October 2021. Now now we wait for the release date. Never seen it. I get Loser. How's the wire how's going? That, how's, your, how's your wire watch going? Um, so what happens in the show Cruel Summer? It's actually on a free form. I'll jump in the harbor when you watch <laughs> when you finish the wire. No, 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 no. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. Can't. I know. No one can go back on their word. Uh, mm. I'm going to watch the wire. I will watch it, but I didn't You bet. said by football season. Yeah, by football oh. season. You got... I got two weeks. I got tons of time. All right. Well, That's better it. get cracking. Yeah. All right. I got to finish Cruel Summer first. <laughs> got through Outer Banks. I got to finish Cruel Summer. What do you want from me? Uh, that show. Dude, we just want you to watch are, The Wire. I, I know. I know. Then I'll get to Curb. Uh, mine is um, – I'm going just uh, the sport, sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it, professional wrestling, which had a freaking fuego weekend this weekend. We had CM Punk coming back for AEW on Friday. Absolutely flames crowd of the united center for that in chicago we had brock lesnar coming out after john cena lost to roman reigns in the main event of SummerSlam. Are is this you, a breaking is this a breaking news i just got a notification from apple music new olivia rodrigo video came out today okay i think it came out just earlier, making yeah. sure that wasn't brutal, just like brutal video the brutal yeah, video. Yeah, okay gonna, it, uh, yeah. notification just literally right that's now. So horrible i believe it came out early this afternoon okay you saw um, it on Instagram. She was pumping it all day. Yeah. She gets it. She gets an honorable mention, but I'm not done talking about it. wrestling. Wrestling was tremendous this weekend. NXT and an incredible show on Sunday night. Wrestling's hot. Wrestling is hot, 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 hot right now with AEW, WWE just firing at each other. It's great stuff. Competition breeds great, great stuff. WWE still needs to get some things together, but AEW, AEWs, they're firing, man. They're firing. With Jimmy Seafood, I see all. Uh, Tony Khan's tweets, the owner of the Jags, but, uh, because they like them all. Jimmy's, oh, very, yeah. Jimmy's very in on the AW game. They're, yeah. buddies, they're buddies with him. Big buddies. They're very um, in on the AW game. Yeah, which we haven't mentioned yet. Jimmy's going to be out there at the tournament. You yes, they find, are. That's you right. Find the Jimmy stand. So, uh, um, quick honorable mentions to Olivia Rodrigo for releasing a video. Uh, nice. Loading the presses. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Maryland men's soccer starts their season this week. Best college soccer environment in the country. Go to Ludwig Field this year, people. Any honorable mention for you guys? You you don't have an honorable mention, Bang. It's Tony. It's Tony. Tony, Tony. Wins, honorable mention. It's a man. It's a Rockwell. 
Oh, the Rockwell is just had so a good. Rockwell. Just had a rock, a good Rockwell night on Friday. So sure. there's that. No drummer, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Drummer, that, place, why not? that place bangs. God, no drummer on a Friday. Establishment. I'm tempted. I'm tempted to call it the most fun place you can go in Baltimore. I've we'll been an argument calling it that, I think, recently. It's just consistently like, yeah, it just place just fucks. I'm still very surprised that there aren't more like competitors, like people who take that idea and just try it again. Like, yeah, I, it works. It's, it's some weird combination of a club and a bar, and it just straddles this line that is just hard to straddle. Like, it's because if you built a structure like that and you were like, oh, this is just sort of like you listen to music and drink, you would think it's more of a club, but it's mm-hmm. not a club because there's no tables or bottle service or any of those type of things. It, but it's not a bar because you don't, there's like there are TVs and there's, there's no food, there's no stools. <laughs> so it, it is music. It, it's just the environment. It's perfect. We need to no. get someone on from the Rockwell. We, that is something we need to do. Why don't we podcast off. from the Rockwell? I would love that. I, would, I don't know how Ravens, that would work, but I love the Ravens idea. No, no, no. Not like a Friday Rockwell. night or something. Like <laughs> We should do Ravens post game at the Rockwell. Just with purple lights on the – oh, my God. Set up on the drummer's uh, yeah, on the drummer yeah. stand stage. Somebody's got to manage that beyond all-time low managing it there, right? Oh, for sure. Well, we're going to do some diving into that. Yeah. Any honorable mentions, RDT? Um, I was going to say Miggy Cabrera. Sure. 500 home runs is still so fucking sweet. Like – they were talking about it on part of my take too, how like it used to be like, I mean, I remember like when guys were coming up on 500, they were breaking into every baseball game being like, here he is, he's up 499. And now it kind of just seems like it's like, ah, oh yeah, he got 500 already. Like we're on to the next one. And like, yeah. like it, I mean, it used to be, it was like an all time moment. Like I remember watching, uh, you know, all the big ones and, and like A-Rod and Gary Sheffield, all those. Um, but again, like, I was looking it up too. It's like the next closest person is like it, it's Nelson Cruz, I think, with 443. I mean, 57 home runs. That's that's like you know a year and a half for him, maybe. Yeah. But he's what 41. I think he's he's hit. He's gonna hit the wall soon. We think they've been saying that for five, six, seven years. Dan Duquette has. But um, I mean, outside of that, it's like there's not many people. It's like Stanton, I think, with like 332. And I mean, that looks like a long shot, but I don't know. I mean, it may, it may be a long time until if Cruz gets it, it may be a long time until we see someone else get 500. But I thought that was just, again, it's seeing guys hit home runs is, is sweet. It's, it's, it's always a good time. So, and Miggy, I mean, Miggy's one of the all time greats. Like he's, he's held on Greater. a bit here, but he's just so fucking good. He's awesome. Awesome. Stanton was absolutely going to be all over it and then hit through seven home runs in two years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, again, uh, like all it takes, like I know Manny's at two forty-five. Bryce, I think, is at two fifty-five. Like Cano is in somewhere in the three hundreds, but like you know, he's up there. Stanton, in age. Stanton from age of twenty went 22, 34, 37, 24, 37, 27, 27, 59, 38. And you're all over. You're very much on pace there to get it by the time you're in your late thirties, which he should oh, be able yeah. to hit those mid thirties. We'll see. Actually, though, who knows? He has twenty this year. Yeah, I mean, what is he at three thirty-two? Was it? He's at 332 right now. Yep. I mean, it's not, you know. Oh, it's not out of the question at all because he could just DH till he's 40, but it's just a question of whether he stays healthy and things go his way. Yeah. Shout out to Miguel Cabrera, all time great baseball player. Just tremendous hitter to watch. Um, as you said, Banks, BMW Championship, 
go support. This is the last thing I'm going to say to the BMW championship here. These are events that as a community, if you want other big sporting events to come here, you go to, because this is what commissions and like other leagues, they look and see, you know, does a local event support. Like this is the same thing with IndyCar. It was like a very, this is like a very similar thing. Not that anybody wanted IndyCar here, but like, for events like a PGA tour event or, or, or things like that, when they pick sites and look at other sports, this is support an event like this. As you said, Banks, Jimmy Seafood, going to be on location, sponsoring the show. So shout out to them for being out there. Um, one last thing for me, which I said I was going to mention last week, I didn't. Has to be a giant asterisk in the Little League World Series. I'm sorry. not It's not the Little League World Series this year. Because of no international teams? Yep. Or okay, I, it's, I'm, I mean, fine, I'm fine with that. You're not going to be Tokyo, Japan in the finals. I don't really know if you can crown yourselves the League World Series champions. I just want to let that to all the 12 year olds who think they're living the dream right now. I just want them to know that <laughs> to all the kids from uh, yeah, Middletown, Pennsylvania, listening. Yeah, yeah, from the, all those kids from Sammamish, Washington, that were yeah. telling me their you know their favorite food was ribs earlier when I was watching. Yeah, yeah. You're not guess a what, buddy? Yeah, guess Fucking what? Tainted, tainted, buddy. <laughs> tainted. You know what that means? Yeah. I just, I just picture Taylor being a teacher at one of those schools and coming in. The kids, there's a huge asterisk on the board. Like, don't treat them special at all. They didn't win shit. Yeah, we were talking about this. Oh, nice Mickey Mouse championship. How the Little League World Series is almost like, an, uh, you know, signals the end of summer. And just one of the all-time great lines that they would just always use, like, late in the tournament. It's like, oh, they've already – I can't believe they're missing, you know, Mrs. Rogers social studies. Four, fourth period, you know, biology class today. Unbelievable. <laughs> they're gonna have a lot of homework because I, <laughs> oh man when they leave columbus georgia oh my god well i love the league world series though i i say it from a position of love it's a, i have always loved watching it despite all these baseball elitists they're like it's not the best 12 year old baseball all right well it's the best marketed so it's fun to watch sorry sorry <laughs> go, play your tra- go play your travel ball banks okay have fun. all have right fun. i want to know people i'll watch Alameda stadium Joke. 60 foot bases is a fucking joke <laughs> 46 feet is a fucking joke you're not I think doing anything could, but stunting the growth of the kids we could do an entire pod about the little mickey mouse baseball oh come on and guess what those kids probably get to go to disney world because they want a real event go play in the cooperstown pin trading championships whatever the hell <laughs> they trade pins <laughs> at, at at llama day too of but, course yeah. they do because it's like Dude, the your boy got hella baseball. pins out there don't be mad because yeah, I got mad pins. You still got them? No, I didn't play baseball. I don't know. I maybe. Which I have a really distinct, great way to grade this because I was a lacrosse player. And, and I, you know, and my biggest event to play was Vail, which was awesome. And Lack Splash, the greatest, greatest youth sports shirts of all time come from Lack Splash. Do you guys ever play? You guys didn't play lacrosse. No. Clowns. Play real sports. Lack Splash. Oh, come on. Come on. Trade your pins. I'll wear my shirt with the sleeping <laughs> I, I picture it. And smash, Carol, and smash like Carol Manor or Harford <laughs> or one of these dopey places like 12 to 2 with LTRC. I <laughs> picture Banks like bringing a girl back and having like a whole wall of pins being like, yeah, this is from the Rosedale. California <laughs> yeah, this is, team. This you see is, that this one right there? It's Mike Trout's hometown. It's Mittsville, Ohio. Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had bunk number 39. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We talked about – Pokemon Silver and Gold. Oh, I drank so much Mountain Dew Co Red at Cooperstown. Man, let me tell you, it's the king of Mountain Dews. Baja Blast stinks. It was a buck fifty. Those are steep, but People they're worth Baja every Blast, penny. Mm. God, yeah. 
Lack Splash. One of the biggest regrets of my entire life is is finishing second Lack Splash in the 10 8 championship. Mm. Lost to Bel Air 5 to 3. Tough. So tough. Score so goals tough. one time. So tough. Yeah, tough. We The D1 player on Jay, with Jay Carlson ended up playing a PL right now. Play attack. Whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. Did you ever? How's what's the farthest? Can you win those Cooperstown? How's that work? It was it like pool play and then you did bracket? How did they? Uh, you play point? seven games and then you get seeded. Uh, what was the best you guys did? Uh, middle of the pack, like four and three, and then middle of the pack. One year we went zero and seven, and then we took the two seed to like we had to play a playing game. We won it, and then we had the two seed on the ropes. We were like the 63rd seed and they were the two seed and we had them. And then there was like some bullshit play at shortstop where they called runners interference or something. And we lost. So it's funny. Did you have fun? Uh, that particular game. No, I got left in the bullpen and, and the kid uh, who's still on the mound walked in the, the losing run. Oh, read that book before. No, he that dra- one he, he's the one who got drafted. So I guess he won. Uh, but what's the most memorable moment of your youth sports career? Didn't didn't we ask this like two weeks ago? What did we? No, we. I told you, no, like no, your softball. softball when you were, yeah, your men's softball. <laughs> you were parading around here after your home run. No, no, no. <laughs> didn't about. you? Didn't we talk about that? Um, maybe. Does the youth include high school? I think I think maybe maybe I met in high school. Maybe I talked. High. I didn't play high school sports. We had an all star right. team in sixth grade. That was a good year. Yeah, we have not talked about know, like. This. This is a great topic, guys. No, yeah. this is. I think we could do a whole podcast on it. I could do. A, we could go game by game. Top, like top nine, youth ten, sports moments. The nine ten LTRC eight team. We could go game by game on that. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't slide with my body on that kid. We would have not gone <laughs> down in the championship. Oh my god. Yeah. Where was that game? Like Meadow Meadowwood or something? I don't remember. I don't remember where the game actually was. God. That's enough for this week's episode of Back to the X Minute Two podcast. Thanks so much to Fed Thrill for supporting the pod. I hope kids played in Lax Splash this year too. Uh, X52 is the promo code 20% off of sunglasses. Once again, Thread Level Midnight, our friends at Thread Level Midnight, the merch is on the website. You go to the Thread Level shop, go to X52 podcast. You get the t-shirt, get the koozie. Hell, take the koozie, grab a t-shirt, grab your Fed Thrill sunglasses, go to Kay's Valley this weekend and buy some Jimmy seafood. That seems like a pretty good time to me. Appreciate Jimmy's for all their support. And we will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.